The issue is, is you are now tying your home, the place where you put your head down at night, the place where your family put your, their head down at night to this business idea, right? Yeah. So you, you need better to be, really, be really dang, confident. dang confident in either your idea or yourself to hustle it out in some way, shape or form. To the Give It Gas podcast. I'm your host, Travis. And I'm your host, Dylan. And on this episode, we're going to talk about what the heck you do when you need some money, right? At some point in business, you're going to need some money. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about all the different options available um, to you because even if you have a lot of money now, at some point, like cash flow is always a thing, mm-hmm. right? So um, you could have a lot of money and then you can invest it all and then it drains down and then you have a big opportunity and how are you going to find more money so right right um so let's just let's just jump into some options um the first one that's been very popular for the past like six to eight years is uh crowdfunding and fundraising like that's like a that's like a everyone kickstarts their project and oh yeah indigo in indiegogo no mm-hmm. i just say that wrong <laughs> indigo is a hotel chain <laughs> Okay, so you have crowdfunding, um, GoFundMe, but my concern with, so that's an option. If you have, and really it's more of a consumer product. So if you're gonna start a retail store, not a good option for you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going to do a consumer product, could be a good option for you if your product is going to be that dang good, right? Um, my concern is, with that so i guess let me preface this we're going to go through all the different options and why they could or could not work for you for you guys keeping up here so uh, my concern with that is the space is absolutely flooded now mm-hmm. like everyone and their grandfather big time have some type of gofundme or kickstarter or something going mm-hmm. which at that rate you might as well just set up an e-com store and try to sell it because there's even businesses now, if you haven't looked yet, I'm going to hopefully save you some time. There are businesses now that you can pay to market your Kickstarter or your GoFundMe (laughs) to get going. You're going to end up paying those businesses. You're going to end up paying the exorbitant like Kickstarter or GoFundMe fees on top of your regular credit card processing fees. And at the end of the day, who knows if it's even going to like, take off much so you're better off if you're going to have to market it the exact same way either way you might as well just set up an e-com store and go so kickstarting option one could be good for you but you have to just have the most banging product in the world um another the second option a lot of people go to especially in the tech world if you're a SaaS product right um investors of some sort everyone's like well i'm just gonna go get an investor for my idea um good luck that's what i'm gonna (laughs) say (laughs) let me let me say that okay and okay i speak with these things from experience so like i i've been there i've tried it i've tried all these different routes um the people that are getting investors are the ones that their network is just stupidly strong like stupidly in that is for a consumer product brand or maybe even a retail store. If you're, if you have some app idea or some website idea, like some um, SaaS idea of some sort, 
your odds are a little bit better, but they're getting pitched hundreds of ideas dang near daily. Right. Right. So your idea has to be the the tippy top of the top top constant, like to, to even get ahead. So totally an option for you. But at the end of the day, um, don't don't rely on it. Don't sit there spinning your wheels trying to find an investor um, and not continue to work on your project because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it could take years. It happens all the time. People get funded left and right. But most people get funded once their project is already sowing some type of either revenue that an investor can look at or if you're a software company or a um, – like a so SaaS is called software as a service. That's when when you hear somebody say SaaS, that's what they're talking about. So software as a service, um, that could be anything from like point of sales to um, to uh, like ecom websites. So like Shopify and Big Commerce, they are SaaS companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mailchimp is a SaaS company. Um, so you may not need revenue, but if you have a SaaS company, before an investor is even going to look at you, they're going to want to see users already. Yep. using in some way, shape, or form. Even if it's for free, it's at least showing that there's a market for it, which goes back into what we talked about earlier. Like, do you even have a market? So yep. don't rely on it. Continue to work on your business. That's it's gonna an be a, option for you. Yeah, that's going to be a number one thing that investors ask you. Like, what do you have already going for you? Yeah, what? It's like, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I'm sure if you're getting in business, people have pretty much all heard of Shark Tank, mm-hmm. that TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Um, but it's like, the number one thing they ask everybody is like, have you sold any of your product? Has your product actually actually hit the market? You know, like, what are you making on this stuff? You know, yeah, because if you're not making anything, well, why in the world would they want to invest in you? Yeah, because you have something that's you have to remember um, they're not investing in the idea. They're investing in you. Right. Right. Because ideas are a dime a dozen. You could like everyone has ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. Investors don't care about the idea. I mean, they uh, let me. They kind of care about the idea, yeah. right? But who's running the ship mm-hmm. ultimately at the end of the day? Um, they care more about like, can the person execute this idea to completion? Because if they don't believe that you can take it to completion, even if it's the best idea in the world, they're not going to run with it because, you know, or yeah. if you're open to you know, leadership or something, but it, like they, they're still investing in the person more than the idea because yeah. they get pitched ideas constantly. Um, think about how many like Facebooks people have tried to create, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but who's leading the ship at the end of the day? Yeah. Like even before Facebook for your youngins out there who are still teenagers, like we had MySpace. Did yeah, you could even play with MySpace? <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's like I that gap right that. there. Okay, so you had yeah. a MySpace. So like mm-hmm. MySpace was there before Facebook. Facebook out-executed them, oh, yeah. right? It's very simple. The market goes where the market goes mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So to get back on track, angel investors is an option or investors in general don't heavily rely on it. Yeah. Um, one the day, other thing to keep in mind whenever you do go with an investor is they are going to want a portion of whatever you're doing. So right, ten to fifty percent of whatever you're doing, they want. So I'm a fun believer, actually, though, mm-hmm. in the phrase. Eh, it's not really a phrase. I'm gonna kind of like kick it around here for a second. So um, I'm a firm believer in having like fifty percent of something is better than having a hundred percent of nothing. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So so many people are like, I gotta hold on to my business constantly. Right. You're doing a hundred thousand dollars in sales. 
woo. <laughs> you know, whereas if you take on this investor, you may have to give up 50%, but next thing you know, you're going to be doing a million dollars in sales, yeah. right? So now you're making $500,000 because 50% yeah. of a million dollars compared to the $100,000 you're making. Where would you rather be sitting next year? Right. Right. So mm-hmm. I guess you have to, you kind of have to look at the greed profile, but you are right. When you take on investor, you are going to have to give up some type of equity yeah. of some sort. And those all, those deals get structured all kinds of different yeah. and everything. But yeah. Um, so crowdfunding, it's an option. Investing is an option. Um, but the thing we keep coming back around to is, you know, you're going to have to still put in work on the front end to make it work, which you're going to kind of see as like a a tone throughout this whole podcast. Um, the next option, bank loans, which everyone's like, I'll just walk into my bank and pitch them my business idea. And they'll give me a loan. Good luck. Good luck again. <laughs> this is where we're at. So, um, been there, done that. Uh, when my grandfather was starting this business back in the 80s, you could do that. Yeah. And I'm actually really sad that you can't do that anymore. You used to be able to do businesses, like business on handshakes, mm-hmm. right? You could walk into a bank and they would look at you through an entire picture of everything. Right. Whereas now when you walk into the bank, they like um, unless you have some like local community bank that like knows you or knows your family or something like that, um, which thankfully we've worked our way towards. We now work with a community bank and I'm bringing in all my assets into that for this exact reason, because if you're banking with any of the big ones, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, BBVA, any of those chase, they don't give a crap. Every time you talk, you call in, you're going to talk to a different banker um, and you're just a number to them and your finances are just a numbers to them. So it's very black and white. There is no them looking at a bigger picture on such a small scale, Mm -hmm. right? Once you scale to a whole different level, then it becomes a different topic. But right now we're talking to you who are trying to literally get your business off the ground or take it from 100 to 500,000. Like we're talking small scale. We're all scrapping along in that in that scale range, even in like the million dollar range, you're still scrapping along. So we're talking to you right now. Um, good luck, but it is still out there. If Mm -hmm. you can find some, like a banker that's willing to trust in you, um, that you can build a relationship on, but it goes back to the other two topics. Like that's going to take time, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to build that relationship, build that trust, yeah. Um, and you're going to have to start with just opening up a checking account, <laughs> right? And showing that you can put money into that bank account, mm-hmm. right? So that goes back to you're now, you got to get cash flow before you can even go that route. So that is an idea. Um, definitely needs to be something that looks at when you need capital, but you are going to need to start a relationship before it becomes an idea. Yeah. Um, or be, before it becomes an option, because ultimately at the end of the day, end of the day, unless you can prove yourself, bank loans don't really care. Um, now that leads into the next topic, uh, which is for the individuals listening that are a little bit more further along in, I'm not going to say life because younger and younger people are kind of getting their assets figured out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say further along in their financial status. Yeah. Right. Um, and that could be a HELOC which is a home equity line of credit is what that stands for mm-hmm. or dipping into your 401k. Yeah. Right. Those are now two options for you as well. 
if you have that money sitting there. So a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, what that's essentially doing is say you owe $100,000 on your house, but your house is worth $200,000. You can go to the bank and essentially take out a line of credit against your house, right? And what that means is they will give you just for like easy sake, that's actually wouldn't happen because they still want some like dough on the back end, but they'll give you a hundred thousand dollars and they'll, and that is backed essentially by your house as an asset. And that's a line of credit that you can do whatever you want with start a business, et cetera. Very good idea because the interest rates are probably the lowest that you'll touch when you're doing like if, if you're trying to pull out some type of loan to literally do anything, right? A HELOC is almost the best way because it's the cheapest interest that you can touch. It's almost like the same interest as a mortgage, right? Yeah. Because it's so secure. It's way better than putting anything on a credit card, which we didn't bring up, but technically you can put it on credit cards. Um, way better than that, way better than you know giving up any equity, all that stuff. The issue is, is you are now tying your home the place where you put your head down at night, the place where your family put your, their head down yeah. at night to this business idea, right? Yeah. So you, you need better to be, really, be really dang, dang confident in yeah. either your idea or yourself to hustle it out in some way, shape or form, right? Um, and the problem is, is nowadays it's so easy to have it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's so easy to get it um, that, I just want to say, be careful. Yeah. Right. Um, I would look at a HELOC as more of a, this goes back to what we were talking about before. Um, use it when you're already running mm-hmm. and established and have cash flow coming in. Yeah. And you've kind of proven to yourself that it's usable. Like it, you, you will pay it back. You yeah. can pay it back. The business is actually there. It's like a good time to do it would be like if you're looking to expand or really push exactly like yeah you have a consumer product that's already doing a hundred thousand dollars a year and you know like you can already see your marketing trends your advertising spend and you know like if i put a thousand dollars i get back fifteen hundred dollars right so in theory if i put in um and this is on a very practical like basic scale it doesn't actually scale like this but in theory if i can put ten thousand dollars in i'll get fifteen thousand dollars back right right um it makes sense for me to go pull a heloc because I know I will make the money back as long yeah. as I continue to do what I'm doing right now and I just scale it. Um, don't risk your house on your idea. <laughs> don't risk your house on your basic idea yeah. until it's proven because the bank will take it quicker than you know what happens. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, which is a, a quick um, a quick little tidbit real quick since we're on HELOCs, little independent financial advice. Don't pull a HELOC to go buy a boat or put a pool in or something along those lines. People do this every single day. Quick little like thing, don't do that. While we're talking about HELOCs, we'll talk about independent advice another day. But seriously, don't pull a HELOC to go buy a boat. And then we also talked about 401ks, which to me falls in the exact same thing. So you can pull out uh, money from your 401k to do it. Um, Few issues that you're gonna run into, you're gonna pay penalties. Yep. You're going to pay a lot of penalties for pulling it out early. 401ks are meant to pull it out when you retire at a certain age. Um, so if you pull out early, you're going to pay penalties. Um, you're going to pay taxes on it. 
And then the most thing you're going to do is you're going to lose opportunity cost. I'm like throwing my watch somewhere because it just keeps dinging. Um, you're going to lose opportunity cost, essentially, of that money should be sitting in the market. Um, can I? There we go. I'm snoozing everything because everything keeps dinging. Um, that money should be sitting in the market. And as soon as you pull it out of the market, it's now not growing anymore. Right. Right. So you better be dang confident in your idea that it's going to make more than what that money is sitting in the market, continuing to grow and compounding. Compound mm. interest is freaking huge. Yeah. And as soon as you rip out the compound interest, you set yourself back way far. So it's not as scary as a HELOC because you're not putting the roof over your head in jeopardy by doing it, but you are putting your retirement in the future in jeopardy by doing it, mm-hmm. right? Which could be a good thing. This business that you're starting could like set you up way better than your 401k ever could. So I'm not against it at all. I just want people to realize what they're doing. So like you could drain your entire retirement account, start this business. If it fails, you're now starting at square zero, circle zero, whatever that is. Um, So that really comes to like, I'm not trying to be a bah humbug. Um, yeah, I was going to say, it's like, we're not trying to be negative about it. I'm not trying to be negative. We're I'm just trying, trying to be, to be realistic. realistic. Yeah. yeah. It's like, if something happens, this could be, you know, the down and out for you. Yeah. No one likes you to know? talk. And this is the whole point of this podcast is like, no one likes to talk about these things. You could Google this. Like you can find all this information as soon as you type in Google, how to pay for my business. Yeah. Right. But you're going to get a few like comment things of like, Hey, you could do a HELOC, go pull mm-hmm. money. But no one not no one there like probably are people if i dug the great side of it yes. nobody talks to i'm sure people do but it's hard bad. to find yeah. right it, you have to go digging into google to really find the articles of people talking about hey like this could be a downside yeah of it so i just want to be i the whole point of this podcast is to weed out all the crap information and like give you the dirt right on the kick so save you some time you can hear it and go Oh, okay. Yeah, I know like this could be an option for me or this cannot be an option for me. Hey, I don't need to waste my time crowdfunding because I could just better spend that time marketing my product straight to my website, which is real estate that you own, right? Instead of giving kickstarter.com the domain power of a product, give your website the domain power of the product and the backlinks and all that stuff, which we will get to all that another day. So the main point of this whole thing is those are your five or six options when starting. Um, I like briefly put up a credit card. Um, you can do credit cards if you already have a credit card or you can you can usually easily pull a credit card through a business once you have some cash flow coming in. Um, I don't like putting stuff on a credit card because interest rates are so high. Mm-hmm. The only time you should be using your credit card in a business is solely to just stack some type of reward of some sort, get yourself a point or two back, right? I kind of look at it as like, I'm gaining back my merchant fees that I'm paying out on my own. Like when people are swiping their credit cards, I'm kind of getting them back when I'm using my credit card. But like I use my credit card for advertising in the sense of it hits and then my bank account, my checking account hits that credit card immediately. Yeah. So like, don't use a credit card on a whim or a rough idea. If you like only use it as your literal last resort, because half the time it's like 15 to 20% to sometimes 28% interest, 29% interest. Oh, yeah, and that compounds real, real fast. I've made that mistake. I've put myself into a big, big hurdle 
and I've had to dig myself out of it because I racked up a stupid credit card for mill out of like years ago. Yeah. And that was like, I was a, that was a compounding thing that was going downhill real, real fast. Mm-hmm. Like, cause next thing you know, your interest starts racking up. You can't keep up. You don't have the cash flow enough to keep up to even pay that down. So you're just paying hundreds of dollars a month in interest, which could be a second employee, could be your own payroll. If it's like super small, you never know. So, and you don't have enough and it just compounds and compounds and compounds. Yeah. Next thing you know, you start getting to a, the whole point in business is to not get to the point where you need the money. They say the best time to ever go ask for a loan is when you don't actually need the money, right? Bankers know that. Mm-hmm. They they can they can see the stress and they're not going to loan somebody. They don't want to loan somebody money that needs it because you may spend it the wrong way, right? The best time to have money or ask for money is when things are good and you don't really need money. But hey, if you want to throw me a, a credit line and make it two points or three points off of it um, and I'll use it, cool, that works. And they're like, okay, that works because you're stacked with cash flow and that's what they really care about. So. Mm-hmm. The main point of this whole thing is I'm just going to give it to you straight. You're going to need to just bootstrap your way along, <laughs> yeah. right? Make a sale, make another sale, mm-hmm. make another sale, get cash flow coming in, yeah. right? Um, and even at $100,000 in revenue, get more cash flow coming in. Mm-hmm. At $500,000 in revenue, get more cash flow coming in. Like you, your opportunities start to kind of open up around a hundred grand in revenue, but that also depends on your margins. Like if you're not holding 20 to 30% of profit in there, um, banks and stuff still won't look at you. They, 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 there's just not enough skin on the bone. Um, so definitely like I'm giving it to you straight right now, get in the mindset of it's going to be hard finding anyone to give you money in today's times in 2021, it's going to be very hard to find anyone giving you money. Um, so just kind of, it's the old timer saying that we all freaking hate, but it's time to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Yep. Find ways to sell and generate cash flow. When you can generate cash flow and you can have profit on that cash flow, you're going to head in the right direction and mm-hmm. doors are going to open. But until you can generate cash flow and open up profit, you're going to have a hard time. It just, it is what it is in today's, yeah. in today's market. So not to be pessimistic. Hopefully that was optimistic. Hopefully that motivates you of like, I'm going to stop wasting my time trying to find random ways to find money because I did that. I wasted six months going like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? I need to find money to survive when really what I needed to do was open up more sales, right? I needed to go find more business, right? I I literally wasted six months trying to find money when I could have spent that six months knocking on every single door in this town, seeing who needed pants and boots. That would have literally helped me out way more in that six months than the six months that I wasted. So I'm just trying to save you time. Don't waste the time. Yeah. Just get after it. Keep selling. And get then and then finances start to open up a little bit. <laughs> Banks start to look at you and go, please take my money. And you go, well, I don't really know. We'll talk about it in a few months. <laughs> and then you come back and they're like, please take my money. And you're like, okay, I'll take your money for a little bit. So that's it for today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think at some point, because um, we were thinking we might elaborate on the bootstrapping side of, you know, really doing things on your own a little bit more. We may actually, we may do that in the future. We may. Be, yeah. It depends on like how like detailed a, you can get into it. But yeah. there's plenty of places to go find business. We've talked about it on the past podcast. 
we'll probably continue to talk about it. Yeah. This podcast is probably just going to live by the whole like underlying theory. Time to bootstrap, homie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go yeah. find sales. <laughs> and I'm not a sales guy. Like I hate sales with a passion. No. But I know the under like I, I did cold calling for a little bit for an mm-hmm. insurance company, and. Um, Oh, I did that too. <laughs> Bro, I used to go out into my car and have panic attacks. Oh my god! Like to get sentimental for a second, somebody's going to call me out for being really lame. There was a few days I went out and just cried. And I'm like, what the freak <laughs> am I doing with my life? I hate it. because yeah. So like I hate sales. That has like literally scarred me. I yep. hate cold sales. I love warm sales. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to you all day long when you're like at least considering doing business. Right. But if I have to even get you to think about starting to consider doing business, I freaking hate it. So I understand the terror behind it, but I also know it's the only way you're going to get money coming in. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's in today's days. It's really, unless you're a savant and you know, some an investor and if you do hit me up because <laughs> I could always use more cash. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you learned a little bit today. Like we we continue to stick with this of if we can help one person per podcast, um, I'm happy. Like if we yeah, can help literally seriously. one person, that's all I stinking care about. So yeah. please share this um, with your friends and family. Or mm-hmm. wait, we've talked about that. Not your friends and family. No, share it with your friends. <laughs> share it with your friends that are business share minded. Share it with anybody. Share it with anyone. But um, no, share this. If somebody needs to hear this or hear one of the previous podcasts, please share. Yep. Even if they don't need to hear it, please share because somebody will know somebody that may need to hear it. So exactly. we, we really appreciate yep. you, A, listening, and B, kind of spreading the word as we continue to do this. Yeah, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe, like, follow us, uh, and check us out on all those. Uh, but we appreciate you guys. We'll see you guys on the next one. See you guys.